ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the let's say the baseball wins today edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, for the next hour. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Herds baseball victory earlier this afternoon over Louisiana Tech. Also, we'll hear from David Pond from West Virginia Power. We'll get caught up with him. We'll get your phone calls in as well, 877-420-8255, 877-420-8255. That's the number to call in. Presented by Miller Lite. Miller Lite, great taste. Only 96 calories. Uh, it is uh, the original light beer. So Marshall wins today, beating Louisiana Tech. This game, let me tell you, it would not stop. It kept going and going. It's like they didn't want to end. Four hours, 49 minutes. We started a little bit. Our broadcast started about 9.45 this morning. And this game lasted four hours and 49 minutes. So the good news is the Thundering Herd is in action tomorrow. We're going to go on the air. They're in the winner bracket. We'll go on the air approximately, I'm going to say, about maybe 4.50 p.m. It depends, again, on time, what the other games have been doing. If they're ahead of schedule, Marshall, of course, and Louisiana Tech threw everybody off schedule on that side of the bracket. So we're not even going to know later on until uh, probably late this evening or a little bit uh, closer to uh, evening time when um, the uh, Thundering Herd's uh, next opponent will be announced because uh, we don't know. We won't know the outcome of that game. So uh, we get that to look forward to. But yesterday on the program, we had a Conference USA first-team selection, Elvis Peralta. And you know what? Peralta, today, in the game, he had six at-bats, four hits, one RBI. He had a heck of a game. He really did today. And the Thundering Herd winning 6-4. to four. He also had a grab that saved the game. This was going to be a shot that would have won it for Louisiana Tech. It would have got a runner in. And no, he denied I mean, denied Louisiana Tech the opportunity to finish the game. And so, hero of the game, savior of the game, you come on this show, good things happen to you. That's that's going to be my it's going to be my mantra moving forward. You come on this show, good things happen to you. It means come on the show more, and better things will happen to you throughout your day. So, thundering herd advancing again. We'll have that for you tomorrow. Now. If you want to stream the game, you want to listen to it. Now it's on ESPN Plus. Don't now nah, don't don't even do that. You got to have an ESPN Plus description. If you don't have it, listen to the game the way it's meant to be listened to. Radio. Listen to the radio feed of this game tomorrow. You can tune in over the air right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Also, you can stream it. You can go to wrvc.com and you can click on that listen live link. Just click that and you can listen to the game in its entirety. You can go to TuneIn, and you can listen to our stream on TuneIn. You can go to our website, wrvc.com. You can download our app, 
and you can listen to it that way. There are several ways to do that. All you have to do, start at WRVC.com or go to TuneIn. You can listen to the game or, of course, you can listen to it on your radio right here, again, on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm sure a lot of you will be in the car tomorrow. And because of the time, we won't have a show tomorrow. And I can't promise you we'll have one on Friday, depending, again, on how the herd fares, what the bracket looks like. So no show tomorrow, just the show today. Maybe we're back on Friday. I'm not sure yet. So today, David Kahn from the West Virginia Power is going to join us on the show. He'll be with us here in a few minutes, and we're going to talk about the West Virginia Power. And uh, spoiler alert, I know David will get into the Thrones, the final episode of the Game of Thrones. So we're going to talk about that just to get it off his chest, get it out of his system. I don't think we have any other pop culture that we share that we kind of like. The the kid actually texts me. I mean, during the episode, or I think right after. Let me pull this up here. I don't want to read any personal stuff on the air. But I get this text, and i got to look down and see who it is. Who's texting me? Who is texting me? During Game of Thrones. And, okay, it was a few minutes after. He said, um, he said, I loved it. And then we got into this conversation. I can't share the conversation, but you know better. You're not texting me on Sunday night during Game of Thrones. You're not doing that. No, this guy did it. Thankfully, everything else I watch... Streaming at this point and some other things, sports. You know, you you can tweet at me if uh, we're following the same game. We'll we'll share a conversation on Twitter, but that's about it. By the way, on Twitter, I'm at Paul Swan. On Facebook, you can find the Drive with Paul Swan page. Uh, we also have a group. We're going to start that up. Uh, Facebook seems to be uh, pushing groups more, so we've got a group. I'm going to join the group. It'll be fun. It'll be a great place to talk herd sports. Great place to talk about what's happening in the tri-state. And you can find that group link by going to our Facebook page, The Drive with Paul Swan. You can find us there. And, of course, on Twitter, I'm at Paul Swan. So you've got several ways you want to get a hold of me and uh, be a part of the conversation. You can do all that. But, uh, yeah, we're going to start that group up. We're going to try it out, see how you like it. Again, I'm I'm still a big fan of the one-on-one. But it seems like a lot more conversation, a lot more dialogue happening on Facebook groups. So we're going to do it. We've got a few people there, so if anybody wants to jump in and uh, sign up, get through the screening process, and join the group, maybe you can be a conversation starter and, and start getting things going over there. And I think it'll be fun. So we'll do all of that. You know, maybe I'll get David Kahn. I'll get David Kahn to be a moderator. Maybe that's a bad idea. We'll talk to him when we uh, come back from break. So we're going to get into uh, what's happening with the West Virginia Power. All things that are crazy uh, will run down what's happening today uh, in uh, the world of sports. When I mean the world of sports, I mean what happened last night. NHL, guess what? The Blues are going to the Stanley Cup. That's right. The Blues are going to the Stanley Cup. And, again, I can't share the personal stuff, but I'm getting Facebook messages last night from a friend of mine who she has been living and dying with San Jose Sharks. And I got a um, – I uh, know that's, that's not for broadcast. That would lose the FCC license. Um, shaking my head, okay, I can say that. I can say oi. That's it. Hockey fans are passionate. And if you can um, 
if you can excuse the language uh, of some that you know, um, you know, you'll find out they're they're wonderful people when their team's winning. David Kahn joins us when we come back from break. It's the Drive, ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Buckle up, Paul Swan has the wheel on the Drive, ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Welcome back to the May 22nd edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I'm a little concerned because when I uh, got him on the phone here just a moment ago, I asked him if he was ready in that uh, professional broadcast voice, and I got a, oh, I'm ready. I have a lot of things uh, on my mind, and I'm I'm afraid he's maybe not thinking sports. Uh, David Kahn with me from the West Virginia Power um, first things first, nobody ever texts me during Game of Thrones except David Kahn. We pointed that out last <laughs> segment. Nobody texts me. Nobody. And you text me. You were instantly wanting to just spout your feelings on the finale that only maybe a third of America liked. Okay, so I do want to clarify. I texted you after the episode was over. So There's after I, shows. I a- There's an after show. There was no, there was no inside the episode this time. That is not true. They did not do an inside the episode. They just previewed the fact that there would be a recap of how the show was made next week. Sir, I don't know what after show you're watching, but um, I go to the one and true after show, and that's on Bill Simmons, the Ringer dot com. Oh, okay. I I have not seen Bill Simmons recap of Game of Thrones, but honestly, well, it's I on his like website. It's on his website. He um, he has ceded that over to his capable staff. Oh, okay. I, I do love me some Bill Simmons, so maybe I need to check that out. You should. You should. There. Uh, let me tell you right now, there's an entire podcast network that I am totally envious of. If uh, you like your thrones, you you need to go over there right now. Just All right. Well, I, I, I guess stop. I will, but I'm talking to you first. Yeah, I was going to say, stop the interview. Well, you know, I'll wait. You just go over there. You can subscribe. Uh, there are multi, <laughs> there's a multi-national uh, effort there to give you all your pot. You know, let's let's talk sports. I mean, where do you want to go? Where, all right. What what do you want to do? You want to talk Thrones? We want to talk sports. What do we want to do? Let let's let's talk let's talk power first because we had some power history last night, uh, Paul, uh, at Appalachian Power Park. We did lose ten to seven, but last night, uh, very interesting ninth inning. So the power down ten to five. Our bullpen had been very taxed over the last few days, so we brought in Nick Rodriguez, who's an infielder, to pitch. Now. He had not pitched in a game since high school. He didn't pitch at all at UNLV, but he did pitch a little bit in high school. Still not a lot. And uh, he came in, and he threw a scoreless inning. Uh, and he, that's not the history, though. He threw, he threw a 62-mile-per-hour fastball, and he threw a 45-mile-per-hour curveball. No joke. That's the radar gun registered at. Um, but in the bottom of the inning, while he's still registered as the pitcher, he hit his first home run of the year. Out, out left field, 403 feet. And it begs the question, when's the last time a pitcher hit a home run in the South Atlantic League? Because we never have pitchers hit because we always have a DH. Well, the answer to that is never. It's never happened. A pitcher has never hit a home run in the South Atlantic League until last night when Nick Rodriguez, who was registered as the pitcher, hit one out. So first time in league history dating back to when records were kept in 2005 that it's ever happened. So does he get an award? Does he get a trophy, a certificate? What's he get? Uh, he gets pride. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So that's never happened. That's a that's a that's a West Virginia power first. 
at the West Virginia Power First, the South Atlantic League first. Uh, it is so it's interesting because it actually happens more often than you think at the Double A AA or Triple A level. Uh, and actually, the last time it happened in minor league baseball was only uh, 12 days ago on May 9th uh, in Hartford. The Yard Goats had a pitcher who went deep, uh, but it never happens in this league because we never have a pitcher hit. And last night it happened for the first time ever. That's interesting. You would think that you would think you would have those guys uh, hitting more. You would think, right? You'd think a position player who had to come in as a pitcher would hit, and eventually someone hit a home run. But it apparently has never happened. Interesting. Okay, so you have history. Uh, that's maybe something you can smile about after the loss and the, the power are continuing their series against the Greensboro Grasshoppers. Uh, first pitch set tonight for seven oh five. So where's this power team at right now? You know, they're in a little bit of a downtick. They're trying to figure things out, but uh, they're they're playing a, a stretch of really tough teams, including the Greensboro Grasshoppers, who are very formidable. They're 30 and 14 on the year. They're really, really good. They have a lot of really good talent on their squad. And, you know, they, they're they just trying to uh, kind of, you know, set the tide right. But uh, it's been a tough stretch of late. They've lost eight of their last ten. You know, they're 11 and a half games out of the division. Um, it, it's more of, I think everyone's trying to adjust and click together, but it was a good sign to come back home and see this team put up seven runs, uh, after a road trip where they really didn't put up a whole lot and, uh, and they got beat pretty bad. David Collins, our guest from the West Virginia power. What do you think it is? Um, what's, um, what's contributing to the slumpingness of this team or just, uh, what, well, what is it? You know, it's interesting. The, the starting staff has kind of, uh, become a shell of itself. Uh, since they were in April in the first half. In April, the starting staff's ERA on May 1st was 2.63. Currently, it's 4.23. So a 160-point difference for the starting rotation. Uh, of course, you lose Logan Gilbert. You know, you have a couple of guys come in that started off well but have started to kind of slide a little bit. And you had some newcomers like Davey Florida who have come in and been really nice. But overall, the, the starting staff has, has you know, uh, put West Virginia in a lot of holes early, and while this offense is pretty talented, sometimes they just can't come back. But the good news is, second half, get an opportunity to get everything and in, in squared away. But really, that's kind of the nature of what this is. Uh, you can't just set your lineup and go. Um, there's so much movement. And it, I guess the good news is, if you got guys moving around, sometimes moving up, you know, you lose players all the time, but still. That's not a bad thing. The positive sign is, okay, uh, there's some guys moving around in this organization, and that's what kind of what you want. Yeah, that's ultimately the goal of the minor leagues, is to get guys to go up to the next level. Now, we haven't had a transaction since May 11th, but I think this is the team that is trying to develop itself and really become a cohesive unit for that second half, so that when you come back, you've played enough together, this team develops the chemistry that you know it had with the opening day group. You're going to get that hot start again, and hopefully the hot start will continue uh, throughout the rest of the season, and this team can make a run at a second-half title. But I think the first-half one is a little bit out of reach at this point. David Kahn, our guest, West Virginia Power, the power in action, continuing their series against the Greensboro Grasshoppers. And that's set tonight for 7.05. You've got a pitcher on the mound tonight with a 4.40 ERA, uh, a 3-3 record, and in, in Stephen Moyer. So how's the outlook for him tonight? Well, he's loved pitching at home. So, you know, honestly, when you see Moyers on the mound at Appalachian Power Park, you think and win. Uh, he's thrown three-star series, two-and-one with a 0.95 ERA, and he's been a quality guy 
Uh, very consistent guy on the mound. He's thrown four quality starts in his last five outings. He's got the, he's tied for the team leading quality starts, uh, six innings, three runs for those who are unaware with the term. And, uh, you know, if you can go out and give your team six innings and allow three earned runs or less, you should have a, you should give your team a chance to win. So I like Moyers on the mound. He's become a very consistent part of the rotation, and uh, hopefully he stops the kid tonight. With the power at home and the way that the season's gone so far, why why is it they're able to maybe hit the long ball, knock it out, and maybe not get as much on the uh, on the win loss chart uh, for that? Because you're looking at, at their numbers right now, and that's one thing that stands out to me is uh, this team likes to hit the long ball, especially at home. They're they're really uh, a good home run team at their own ballpark, as they should be. But still, uh, you, you look at um, what they've been able to do. Uh, they are what third best right now with the uh, overall home runs. Yes, third best overall right now and third best in the month of May as well, behind the same two teams, Greensboro and Hickory. Uh, you know, you're right. But the problem is is that for the first seven innings of last night's ball game, the power had two hits, and both of them were solo home runs. So while you can you know enjoy the fact that the power are hitting the long ball a lot, you have to get more than those two hits, and the power weren't uh, last night against Colin Selby and company. So uh, you kind of have to string more things together than you know be a home run hitting ball club and while it's great to hit home runs, they're never a bad thing. You're never going to say, I don't want to hit a home run. You know, it's, it's more beneficial to have a five-hit, six-hit inning where you hit five or six base hits and, and throw in some extra base knocks there than to hit two home runs over the course of seven innings and call it a day. Are we looking at a situation where maybe this team needs to learn to, instead of going for the long ball, okay, you know what, get a single. Get on, just get on base. Get a, get a double if you can. Get a single and, and work it that way. You know, I've seen so many times where I will watch a game and it's not as if they're not trying, but I think they're trying for the wrong thing. So are you seeing that a little bit more overall? Just guys have to learn, all right, it's okay to get a single. That's fine. It's a you know, hit. It's funny. I'm actually not seeing that this year. Okay. Um, and, and, and I thought I would be, but I'm not. A lot of these guys have the right mindset of what you said. You know, go for a base hit, go for an extra base hit, go for contact, and, you know, sometimes they're just getting pitches up and they're crushing it like Jared Kelnick did last night. Um, but, you know, other times it's, it's just a matter of we're facing really good pitching. Like, we faced a really good pitcher in Selby last night. It was kind of unknown. It was only his second start in the league last year and uh, or, or last night. And then we faced a guy like Thaddeus Ward again in Greenville who has been really, really good, and he shoved against us for seven innings. And, and eventually, you know, we're just running into really good pitching talent uh, in this league that's always coming up against us. And Greensboro, you know, coming in, they have the lowest ERA in the South Atlantic League, and they have one of the hottest They have one of the hottest lineups. So it's a tough task. You know, you really have to be sound in all three phases of the game. And last night we committed the season-high four errors. Our starting pitcher only went three innings, and we had two hits through the seventh. So we really didn't execute in any of those facets until the final two innings. West Virginia Power in action against the Greensboro Grasshoppers coming up tonight. Appalachian Power Park. 705 first pitch. David Kahn joining us from the West Virginia Power. So looking ahead, I know uh, still focusing on Greensboro, but what's the rest of the schedule look like at least for the next couple of weeks or at at least the next couple of series? So what's the early uh, scout on that? Yeah, so the rivalry uh, returns to Appalachian Power Park when the Lexington Legends uh, come to town. We haven't seen Lexington since the first week of the 2019 season, so they've changed a lot. We've changed a lot. It should be interesting to get it going with the Legends once again. 
Uh, and, of course, you got great promotions coming up when Lexington's in town. Uh, the highlight of this homestand, Redneck Night, is coming up on Saturday. We've got an Austin Meadows camo jersey bobblehead that's going to be given out to the first 1,000 fans. You've got country music playing all evening long. We've got a pregame concert. We've got a postgame concert. Fans are encouraged to dress up in redneck attire. Uh, it's going to be a great night. We're really excited about that. Uh, but we've got, so we've got Lexington for four here at home. Then we go back to Asheville, and then we play Hickory for the first time all year in June. Uh, and then continuing along in the first half, we finish off our 2019 season series with Greenville at home, then play Delmarva for the first time, and then go to Hagerstown for the final four games of the first half and play them for the first time. So we're actually closing out one season series and starting up season series with three teams in our division all in the next three weeks. Have you been to the locker room yet to go, okay, guys, um, this is what this Lexington thing's about. Just get it in the back of your hey. mind now. I mean, are you down there? Do you have instructional videos? I mean, we're, we're talking <laughs> about a new group of kids here, not necessarily uh, a few kids who were there or a few players that were there from last season. They can carry it over. They can explain what this is all about. Instead, uh, none of them, they know. They don't know. So are you making sure they know? I, I am making sure of it. They're well aware of the importance of, of winning this rivalry with Lexington. You know, of course, they took two of three from us at Whitaker Bank Ballpark. Uh, but they're well aware of the Golden Pig. They're well aware of the significance. And, and I mentioned it to Julio Rodriguez and Joseph Rosa in my pregame interviews with them back in Whitaker Bank Ballpark. And, uh, and they were both saying, oh, well, we didn't know about that. But now we got to win every game. Like, now, now we got to take it home. So uh, they're, they're well aware of the rivalry, and, uh, and, and they want it just as bad as we did. Who dropped the ball? I'm, I'm, I'm just asking. Who dropped the ball on them not knowing? I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I let them know as soon as we got to Lexington first day. I was like, hey, guys, you know, these games matter more than every other one. And they were like, why? They're not in our division. And I told them. They are like, oh, okay. We're ready. Let's get it. Okay. I expect a better outcome this time. I, I hope so. I mean, that's that's the plan. We got We got to win it back. We lost it last year. You know, I've, I've made up this rivalry thing in my own head here because you know it's I, not made up, Paul. It's real. No, I mean, I mean, I'm in Huntington. I'm in between. I'm like, um, I'm I'm like Sweden here. I'm in between the two major metropolitan areas here. I'm trying to I'm trying to coexist with everybody. Yeah, you may be in between in terms of distance, but you're you're certainly on the side of one team. Yeah, I am on the side of one team. You're though. you're a Hatfield, not a McCoy. Um, I'm a swan. But, you know, that's uh, <laughs> semantics, man. Semantics. I get it. I understand. Man. I mean, come on now. Um, David Conn, our guest from the West Virginia Power. Yeah, I know. You know, I, it's my fault. I'm the one who encourages this absurdity, and uh, thus here it is. I'm the one. It, indeed. Yeah. It, 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 well, I but I but I like it. So, it, you know, you may you may be the one that instigates it, but I, I carry it along. Yeah. Well, you uh, you allow it. I allow it. We just we both allow it, and. Uh, we don't have that stupid survivor thing to talk about anymore. So, um, all Whoa. Right. Yeah, yeah, I said it. Whoa. The yeah. finale was awesome. Okay, what? Someone got voted off the island. Somebody survived. Here's your, here's your, what is it, half a million now? What, what's the game? What's it's the a game? million. It's uh, a million, first of all. Um, and, uh, are they still giving away all, the worst car they could possibly give that Pontiac Aztec they gave away they years ago? They did not give them a car. They, they've stopped doing that. There's okay. no more car giving. All right. Um, no, the, no, the person won a million dollars, but it was really cool because they actually were on that edge of extinction I was telling you about way early on in the year for most of the game, and then they came back. 
they put their game on the line in a do-or-die do fire-making challenge, and they beat the guy who probably would have won the game if he won that challenge. So he came back, beat him, took him out, and then won the whole thing. You know what I was doing? I was probably watching hockey. Probably watching. Probably. Yeah. And we got a Stanley Cup now. We got Boston, and uh, we've got yep. St. Louis. So um, who are you taking? Uh, Bruins. I mean, I, I grew up a Boston fan. Go, go Bees. All right, um, I was, this was your opportunity here. You blew it. This was your opportunity to uh, to maybe be on the right side to of history for blues? once. To pick the Blues? Why would I ever pick the Blues? I'm just saying. I mean, come on. You want to be known as one of those guys? Okay. What do you, what do you mean one of those guys? My family's from Boston. I mean, you can't uh, you can't control who your parents are, but you can control your destiny. <laughs> you can control the teams yeah. you root for. And you know what my destiny of teams I've root for has gotten me? 12 championships in my lifetime. See, ladies and gentlemen, I've just outed him. He's one of those. <laughs> He's one of those. He's one of those Boston area sports fans who uh Oh boy. Yeah. Hey You're look. you're you're one you're one of you're one of something else too, Paul. Uh, yes, we both are one of something, that is for sure. Hey, look, I'm going with the Blues. They haven't been in the Stanley Cup since 1970. They have been plotting their revenge for what 49 years here. They are they're ready to go. They're ready to go. Revenge? It's not revenge. It's dire desperation. It's like last time they were there, there was Boston. So it it just makes perfect sense. Here it is again, 49 years later, something to that effect. Yep, and they're going to be waiting at least one more year. Brett Hall is going to be there. You know, maybe. Maybe I'm playing the Gretzky card, by the way. Uh, I am using the Gretzky uh, rule to root for the Blues. Huh? You can use whatever card and rule I mean, you I actually want. have I'm a Gretzky not, card not. in a Blues jersey, so I can play that card. Okay, well, I'm not changing my pick. I mean, I'm not asking you to. You you had your one shot, and, I mean, um, you are the weakest link in, in other language that you might understand in your, uh, your made-for-TV game show um, mentality there. Um Look, look, when, when the Bru- when the Bruins win the Stanley Cup and we are talking and I will just say I told you so and we can move on. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I understand. I mean you're wrong, right. but okay. You you that's that is yet to be seen. You cannot say that I'm wrong yet. Oh no, I'll say it. I will say it and I will continue to say it until uh, otherwise uh proven. So what is it guilty until proven innocent? Yeah, look, look, when it's the drive with David Kahn, then you can say you're you know, you can say that. All right. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If Boston wins, if Boston wins the series, you can come just host the entire show, and I will. Oh, all right. You deal. want deal? Yeah. Okay. You have to come to Huntington on an off day. You get an off day planned. What do you got? You got one? Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll make it work. Okay. So open day. If we the... we have wait, we we have an off day uh, next Wednesday. The cup won't be over till then. I mean, you know then. You never. Well, wait. Okay. When when's game one of the cup? Uh, Memorial Day. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, let's see. Uh, we got. Ooh, uh, it's gonna be a while. July eighth is the next off day after that. Okay. Yeah. It won't matter. That's a Monday. It won't matter. It, it, it will, ooh, that's a union. I, I don't know if I'm giving that. Oh, I'll give it up. I'll give the union up for you. All right. Okay. I'll tell you what. But what 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 happens if the Blues win? Um. Well, I don't want your job. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. Why am I having to come do more work if uh, if, if my team wins? 
All right, what what do I win then? What what's the what's the prize here? I, I don't know. What do you, what do you want? Um, I get to I get to choose a promotion. Do you have that power? No, I don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can suggest things. You uh, can you can certainly suggest a promotion, and I promise to pat, push it up the up the flagpole. I want Paul Swan night, <laughs> Appalachian Power Park. Look, I'm fully in favor of that, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Man. Maybe maybe if the ballpark was located in Huntington, we could do that. I can't get Paul Swan night at the ballpark. I mean, look, you are an award-winning radio talk show host, so Thank like you, you should you. you should yeah. have a night. I mean, okay, we'll figure it out. We'll 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 work on this. Well, yeah, just like we're working on the podcast. Yeah, well, hey, look, you're busy, and I, I I'm sorry. You know, you can come down. No, on you can come down Wednesday, and we'll record the first episode. Okay, I'll I'll see you next Wednesday. <laughs> the the second will be in July. Yeah. Every off day. Yeah, and it'll be shortly canceled I'll just after make that. The 40, I'll make the 45-minute drive to Huntington. We'll record a podcast, and then we'll go get DP Doe afterwards. That, that's, there you go. Sounds like a plan. David Kahn, our guest from the West Virginia Power. Um, uh, one day we're going to actually get this thing um, right, I think. What What is right anymore? I don't even know. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's it's Really, it's just when we get on the phone, we just cut up. Like I, I don't know why that happens. We just do. It, it, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. This is why the show's award-winning, folks, right here. This Indeed. Very, we, we make it happen. Right here. This is the reason why. Award-winning. David Kahn, <laughs> our guest from the West Virginia Power, um, wvpower.com. You can um, you can tune in there. And, uh, hey, um, if the um, if the Power win, you can listen to David again. It's true. But if they don't win, you might not want to listen to it. They're again. fair enough. All right. You know what? We're we're gonna call this a we're gonna call this a segment. We'll, okay. We'll um we'll we'll regroup and actually next week we'll we'll do the same thing, but uh you know, we'll, we'll warn people. <laughs> we we warn them every week. It doesn't, <laughs> yeah, it we doesn't have. mean they tune That's yeah, for sure. It doesn't make a difference. That is for sure. David Kahn, West Virginia Power. Good talking to you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Paul. Talk to you soon. There he is. Um voice of the West Virginia Power. And uh, again, this is this is award-winning radio right here. This is what it is, award-winning radio. More on the way. The Drive, ESPN ninety-four point one FM and AM nine thirty. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN ninety-four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN ninety-four point one FM and AM nine thirty. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thundering Herd victorious in the Conference USA Baseball Championship. First game today has to go to extra innings, and guess what? Thundering Herd wins 6-4, 12 innings to advance to the winner's bracket of the Conference USA Baseball Championship. The game lasted 4 hours and 49 minutes and was the longest game in Conference USA Championship history. Uh, Now, uh, Few minutes ago, um, we got the um, we got the release, and Coach Wagner said that um, everybody stepped up today. I told them they have to. There are no rules this time of the year. There's no closer, no game two or three starter. We'll do whatever it takes to win, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. That's how we played today. Now Shane Hannon delivered the game winning two RBI single. Elvis Peralta, I told you earlier, hero of the game. He made a game-saving diving stop for the final out and the bottom of the 11th. You know Elvis Parada, this guy. She says she's got a hold on to what we 
That's never going to get old. That's never going to get old. So here's what Peralta said. Uh, It feels good in all honesty. When you're winning games, everyone is believing in each other. Whether you're winning or you're down, everyone is sticking together and staying hot. I love it. So the Thundering Herd advancing in the Conference USA Championship there in the winner's bracket now. So what does that mean? That means that they're going to take on the winner of Southern Miss and Rice, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That means we're going to go on the air about 4.50. You can listen to the game right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Also, you can listen to it through TuneIn. You can go to our website. I tell everyone to go to the website. Go to the website. You can grab our app if you want to use an app. You can also stream from the website. We've got a player. It's browser mobile friendly. So if you pulled up our website on your phone, click the Listen Live link. It's going to pull up a a really snappy little web browser for you. You can listen to the stream that way. It's going to be real easy for you. And you can follow along tomorrow. Looking forward to having uh, all of you on board as the Thundering Herd taking on the winner of Southern Mississippi or Rice and that game, again, right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we're looking forward to it. Uh, we went a little long with David Kahn in the last break, so we're going to catch up. We'll come back, and we'll continue on with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Wrapping up today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. As we mentioned earlier, the St. Louis Blues advancing to the Stanley Cup Final for the first time since 1970. They were swept by the Bruins. Bobby Orr's famous goal, remember that? So did the Blues. The Blues made the Stanley Cup final in each of their first three seasons in the NHL when all six 1967 expansion teams formed uh, one of the league's two divisions. And you know what? They've been waiting a long time. The Blues, we've talked about this. Worst record. January 2nd, they were the worst team in the NHL. And they are the first team to make the Stanley Cup final after ranking last in points in at least 20 games into a season. Here's kind of an idea to put this in context. Uh, no NFL team since the AFL-NFL merger has started the season 0-4 and reached the Super Bowl. No MLB team ranked last in the majors through 40 decisions and made the World Series. No NBA team ranked last in the league after playing their 20th game and made the NBA Finals. Those are some pretty big numbers there. In fact, only four other teams in the expansion era have reached the final after ranking among the bottom three in the standings at any point after the 20th game. And here they are. 2010, the Flyers, they didn't win the Cup. Uh, 1991, the Quebec Nordiques did not win the Cup. 1968, The Blues did not win the Cup. 1968, the Canadians did win the Cup. So, 
That's a pretty big stat there. And we'll have hockey for you starting on Memorial Day. All those games you can follow along on Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So, NHL, we got to wait a few days. Uh, NBA, uh, it's still going. The Raptors tied their series with the Bucks at two games apiece following their 120-102 win in Game 4. It is the second time the Raptors have tied a best of seven after trailing two to nothing. So, they also did it in 2016 Conference Finals versus the Cavaliers. Um, and those are the only two times the Raptors ever played in the Conference Finals. Uh, it was the Raptors' fifth win this postseason by at least 15 points. They had only six wins in franchise postseason history entering the season of that caliber. Maybe we get a series here. Maybe this is going seven. I'd be interested to see. It's still a moot point because I don't think the Bucks or the Raptors are going to beat Golden State. We're actually in a situation where it's a foregone conclusion in my mind that Golden State's going to win the NBA Finals again. So four out of five, they will have won the championship. And to me, that puts them in pretty elite company. They're they're dynasty caliber. They've got a caliber of uh, you know the Laker dynasty, a Celtic dynasty, Bulls dynasty. They're they're kind of that caliber now. If they get this, and I think they will. So four of five, and maybe they can get another one. It looks like the West is going to run through Golden State for the foreseeable future. I mean, this can't last forever. This isn't going to be one of those years where um, every year. It's Golden State. Eventually, this thing will wind down, or maybe not, but it's going to wind down eventually. But right now, not going to happen. And so I think the NBA has got a, a problem to a degree. I think they really do have a problem to a degree because, for one, I don't care how many people are, okay, it's Golden State again. Okay, moving on. If you're a diehard NBA fan, you're going to watch, you're going to Keep an eye on it. You're gonna you're gonna tune in, right? You're gonna do that, but there's just nothing there. There's no LeBron, for one. Sure, you got Steph, you got Steph Curry, but is Steph Curry? And that's a good question. We'll have to get into this uh, sometime down the week. Is Steph Curry LeBron James caliber as far as top of mind awareness? When you ask people, casual people, casual fan, people do not live and die by the NBA. Yeah, who's bigger player right now? LeBron James, Steph Curry. I believe LeBron wins that argument. He's got more brand awareness, more top of mind. He's more visible. Steph's just going out there doing what Steph does. Steph's having an amazing postseason run right now. And we're not arguing the merits of what they do on the court. We're not doing that. We're arguing... If you're looking for something to attract you to this series, you know is Steph Curry going to carry this? And he'll do a moderate job, but I don't think that's the tune-in factor. And this is, again, this casual fan. This is, hey, what's on tonight? Oh, the NBA Finals. Oh, LeBron's not in there, right? Yeah, no. I mean, what makes a casual person, someone who doesn't watch sports, tune in, to the NBA Finals. What makes that person decide, I'm going to watch this? And 
Super Bowl sort of an event. We tune into the Super Bowl across the country because it's an event. It's once a year, one game. It's the Super Bowl. We built this thing up to be a monstrosity. Football wins. Everybody's going to watch it on Sunday. We're having Super Bowl parties. Televisions are on sale, so you can get a brand new TV. The brands know this. NBA Finals. It'll get good numbers, but it might win the nine on television. But at the same time, I don't know if it's got the top-of-mind awareness. And that's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Uh, tomorrow, Marshall Baseball is taking the place of the program. Thundering Herd winning today in the Conference USA Tournament. They are now in the winner's bracket. Steve Cotton will have the call. Don't forget, you can go to our website, wrvc.com. You can stream the game there. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Thanks to David Kahn for joining me from the West Virginia Power. For David, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.